and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for festive horror sandwiches. Now, what is a festive horror sandwich, I hear you ask? Well, it is a lovely slice of the ghost of Christmas past, a lovely slice of the ghost of Christmas yet to come with a nice middle filling of Christmas present. And I'm Matthew. And as always, I'm joined by Mark. Hello. Hello. Because it's Christmas, I got to do the introduction. That's why uh, it's yep. me and not anyone scary. <laughs> and how are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm all right, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I, can't, I, I can't think of this time of year. Well, like Christmas Eve, isn't it? Christmas Eve. Eggnog. Yeah, too much of the eggnog, which I don't think I've ever had any, actually had eggnog. Um, but I'd certainly say I probably overdosed on mince pies. Um, but you know, I like them. Uh, yeah, they are. Everyone, I say, does everyone love a mince pie? I'm not sure. No, some people don't, some people shy away from them. I like Christmas cake as well, which isn't something that people usually That's uh, definitely more controversial. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I like the whole sort of Christmas food in general, aside from uh, any, any custard-related thing. I'm not a custard guy. You are uh, a brandy cream with your... Uh... I, I, I'll even eat a brandy sauce, which I realise is a custardy consistency, but it's it's not custard, so I'm all right with it. Well, very good. I'm more of a uh, open up a, a tin of chocolates and just wake up a day later. Surrounded in, in wrappers and foil, with a big chocolate face. What went wrong in your life? <laughs> yeah, why not? That's what Christmas is all about. When I was a lad, my mum used to put out little glass bowls of chocolates. Uh, that was what that was a Christmas sort of running up to Christmas. I wouldn't know how, wouldn't know when, but always on the coffee table there'd be a little bowl of chocolates and a glass bowl. Um, That's very nice. And yeah. very 80s, I would say. Oh, yeah, very I can 80s, imagine yeah. the kind of glass bowl it is. <laughs> it reminds me that we took the kids to uh, Beamish, and there's a... I don't know if it's... There must be a 50s bit now. Uh, yeah, there is. There's a, there's a 50s bit. But going in going in there, it was like... Um, it all been decorated up for Christmas, and I'm like, this is what our house used to look like at Christmas. You know, all those sort of stretchy things across the roof and dangling stars. Uh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, we should probably explain what we're doing on this episode because it's a Christmas treat, isn't it, today? And we've spent yeah. a whole year talking about horror movies. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just a bit too scared now. Oh no. And and I think we need something to uh to lighten ourselves up. Right. So we're going to talk about just, just a, a normal Christmas movie. Yeah, just an average, everyday Christmas movie. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I think this has come up before on scary moments in non-horror films, so... Well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe it's not quite uh, as, as innocent as we'd all say. So, I mean, you've, you've clicked on the episode, you know what we're talking about today. It's the, uh, the movie Scrooged. Oh, yes. 
but the uh yeah from 1988 directed by well of superman fame richard donner and yeah starring uh bill murray as frank cross karen allen as claire phillips uh bobcat goldthwaite as oh i can't even read the whole name on the imdb it's so long it's elliot louder main milk milk louder milk and yeah, David Johansson as the ghost of Christmas past and Carol Kane as the ghost of Christmas present. And there's plenty of other characters in it. It's a nice, lovely cast, but we'd be here all day if we were going to go through them all. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, in mean, the premise, it, it's, you know, a Christmas carol, isn't it? You could probably guess just from the name. Yeah, it's a Christmas carol brought brought forward and... Yeah, brought to the, uh, well, what was at the time the modern day. Uh, it's basically, instead of being uh, a solicitor and, and money lender, Scrooge is just a, a TV executive, isn't it? He is, yeah. Yeah, old Bill Murray himself. Yeah. So, well, where, where do you want to start with this one, then? Um... Well, you know, like you 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 were saying that um, you know it's a good old Christmas movie. I would say that this movie definitely treads a, a dark path. Um, so I'd say mo- a, a, a lot of the way through, um, but certainly early doors and when we finally get to the final ghost. But you know, early doors. Bill Murray's quite a prick, isn't he? Um, why is it yeah. well, why he's so lovable as it though <laughs> I think it's just because it's Bill Murray uh, I don't know yeah I I mean it's Bill Murray so he's always got the line hasn't he mm-hmm. he's you know he's always his delivery in this era of Bill Murray is like second to none in, in terms of comedy the way he could just throw away a line so casually and and not have to, uh, you know, play for the laugh because he knows it's coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I he's he his is he the I want to say the, the biggest dickhead as Scrooge. You know, I don't think he he's not the most you know miserable, the most sinister, you know. Because that's obviously Michael Caine in uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> but I think this portrayal of, of Scrooge, I'm just going to call him Scrooge, I'm not using the character's name. <laughs> this portrayal of Scrooge okay. is probably the one that I would like the least worthy real. Right. I don't know. I just think it's because he's. He's just so sleazy and uh, sleazy and dismissive selfish he's got he's got everything you need from a scrooge you know he's yeah but i kind of clearly very tight-fisted you know he and that that comes up earlier he's very very selfish um 
And I he's... think the kind of what I think about Scrooge is that while he is this this nasty and you know miserly character, you can kind of understand him the way that he becomes so tight fisted and stuff because you know it's nice to have money, <laughs> you know, and people are tight. Whereas I think Bill Murray plays it with this level of just he he seems to be a dick just for the fun of being a dick. Yeah. Which I think isn't the case with, with a lot of other Scrooges. Yeah, it, it, it's a tricky one because obviously this film reveals that whether you like it or not, he didn't, he obviously hasn't had a great childhood. Christmas wasn't really celebrated in in his house and, you know, his dad, his dad who was, I think, played by his brother, um, you know, clearly didn't enjoy Christmas. So he's been essentially brought up to not necessarily hate Christmas, but it, it being no part of his life, which, you know, that's what we need from Scrooge, don't we? We need Scrooge to hate Christmas. And it sort of don't, don't think that necessarily the character values really matter as long as they hate Christmas or, or uh, uh, and even, even, even that's with Scrooge, it was like the Christmas feeling, wasn't it? That feeling of just being generous and nice and, you know, being a good person. And he just, he just isn't, he just isn't one. But I think it is sort of backstory wise underlying the, you know, he didn't grow up very well. Uh, he grew up just watching TV and now he's, he's, making the TV shows, but uh, I don't know where some of the evil comes from, though. Because <laughs> he does he does have moments of what I would say being a bit evil. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's what I kind of... I think you, you came around to it better than I did. <laughs> he just... He, I think he just seems to relish it. He just likes to be a dick, you know? And like I say, we are, with other Scrooges, they just tend to just be that way and they're a dick as a consequence of the thing that they're actually going for. Yeah. And I think that's why I love and hate this betrayal so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not worth, it's sort of not worth really getting hung up about, is it? Because... Um, no, and I, I guess it's kind of a commentary on television and sort of that, you know... I mean, society always thinks that it's going... You know, it's going downhill because of the the latest trends or, you know, popular entertainment or what have you. But you know, I think there is that that comment on, you know, maybe he is a product of TV to you know, to make him like this and to put that sort of attitude in it. Yeah, yeah. There's something about it, although I wonder I wonder if they thought that much about it when they when they when they wrote this, I mean, apparently the original script was about 40%, you know, it was about 40% of it got cut out of it. And, uh, and then when Bill Murray came in, he did a bit more, um, what is it? What's the word? Improv. Uh, improvising. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, for example, actually one of the main scenes of this film, the very, the very, very end. And I think you can almost tell he's improving it, but at the very end when he sort of takes over the TV, the TV series, the TV series, the TV show. And 
you know, apparently there was a big, you know, long, a long monologue in that, but he just sort of did his thing. Um, and of course it worked out much better than what they'd written. But uh, from what I can tell, he didn't get on very well with Richard Donner. Um, but I think from what I read for that thing, that's partly because I don't think Richard Donner really understood how to make a comedy film. Um, as good a director as he was, I'm not sure. I can't think of any other um, comedy films that he made. Uh, I might be wrong with that, though. Well, I mean, yeah, he's certainly it's it's mostly action, isn't it? In his uh, in his filmography, uh, uh, I, I'd probably put it as sort of that light action, though, isn't it? You know. Uh, Where it's you know it's not like uh well it's not like a diehard say you know with you know he's gone for the well pretty much you know the lethal weapons and the the Superman films and stuff where it's not jokes all the way through but a light touch for them yeah yeah uh, feels like we're weirdly ragging on this film considering we both absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I know you. Uh, I, I I love it despite its minor foibles. Yeah, and I think when I say that I hate Bill Murray in this, you know, that's, that's by design. You know, you meant to, aren't you? Oh yeah, you're not. You well, I don't know. I think I kind of like him all the way through. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you do. That, yeah, uh, but I think there's there's a magic to the character of Scrooge, isn't there? That you you've got to. You, you do have to be on side with him to a point. Uh, and then that generally comes as the story develops, don't you? How you, you you peel back the layers of this guy and you you see that he had a crap childhood and, you know, uh, uh, a troubled love life. And then, you know, it's kind of just left abandoned with nothing boys his money and his work and that's all he has in his life and he's been soured on on people right yeah yeah no it's um what do, you, what do you make of the the decision to keep the love interest throughout the whole film and, and leave that as the climax uh, yeah I kind of I, I kind of liked it I would have liked I would have liked her fleshed out actually a little bit more than she is as a character because it's 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 very difficult even when you go through the ghost of Christmas past to really uh, get a grip of that relationship, which is sad. But I still don't I still don't mind it. Um, I, I think it's all I think it's all very good. I think it's nice that you know there's there was somebody in his life. There is somebody in his life who um, you know sort of grounds him not in yeah uh, so yeah I, I i like it i think i really like it at the you know in the the last the you know the ghost of christmas yet to come section uh because you know usually the the whole big moment of realization for Scrooge is that, is that he's dead and no one cares. Yeah. Your people are glad to see him gone. Or I think it gives a nicer 
emotional heft when he realizes that it's not him, his life that's he's messed up, that it's hers. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that's that to me is a nicer take on it because it makes it makes the next bit a bit easier to believe for me. You know, because I think we all, you know, we all kind of, we all kind of know we're going to die. And, you know, Scrooge has, you know, he knows that he doesn't have anyone around him. You know, the, the rest of the, the film has been telling us that. So it, it, it gives it more, more emotional heft to say like, you know, you're, you're, what what you're doing and who you are as a person, what you've become, like it, it's it's poisoning other people. It's not because I I could imagine a world where you know Scrooge is a real guy and he sees this thing and he's just like, well, yeah, who cares? You know, I'm I'm dead. I don't care about what people think of me after I've gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think if he if he sees someone that he loves and goes, oh, I've ruined her life, then you'd want to. You'd want to sort that out, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Yeah, it's it it, it it's very. I, I mean, I think the whole good thing about the Christmas present, in fact, in general, is he goes through this, uh, and and that's what happens in a Christmas Carol as well. But when he goes through all these things and he sees the wider picture, so it's not just him in his office with his secretary. He sees, you know what kind of life she's got and, you know, the sort of tiny Tim replacement, if you will, who who can't speak. And he starts getting this wider picture of the world, you know, like how much his brother still loves him, despite the fact that, you know, earlier on in the movie, we sort of berates him for even liking Christmas. Um, you know, all those things, all those things I think are really wonderful about the Christmas Carol and Scrooge. I like the Christmas present because it gives him that wider picture. And as I remember in the book, that's what starts turning him around anyway. Um, he's already on the turnaround by then, but just for seeing that, you know, his decisions don't affect just his little bubble. They affect the wider reach of people. And I think it's, uh, I think it's nice. It's it's nice. It's got a lot of nice bits to it, you know. The uh, the ghosts are fun as well, especially. I like the ghost of Christmas Past. Who I think he was the leader of a rock band or something or punk band. I know he was New York Dolls. I think. Um. Yeah, I like him. Uh, I like Carol Kane as the sort of whatever it is one fairy. Yeah, which was weird because that's n normally the more of the style of the Ghost of Christmas Past, isn't it? They kind of yeah, yeah, played played with that. Yeah, but it, it, the, there's a question that says in this though. I wonder if you get the feeling that this isn't the first. Well, it obviously isn't the first time, but you get the feeling that that, that they do this more often, and perhaps. To a degree, the ghosts show up in ways that uh, are effective to the the um, 
antagonist or protagonist, which is he? I don't know. Um, but yeah. And of course, the other part of the present one is when uh, he denied giving the guy $2 and discovered that, you know, it was, it was dead. You know, and that $2 that he could have given him could have saved that man's life. And that's all the just opening up of, you know, Yeah, it goes big, like, say what we were just saying, wasn't it, about how it's so much of this is what it's showing Scrooge that his his effect on, on the, his world around him that he's he's been so isolated from. Yeah, yeah, it's very good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice, a nice twist on, on the story, it, which... It's, a lot of this I didn't like really think about until till now so much, but because I was saying uh, to myself when when I was watching it, just about how you know how well and how direct most of this translation is, despite uh-huh. being you know hundred years or so after it was you know after it was written and after we've had. I mean, it must be the, the most adapted work of all time, surely. I think it is you know but uh yeah i it but it's it's not it's doing it's doing a twist as well which i i i think it's it's probably even better than i was giving it credit for and even when i was saying how wonderful it was yeah yeah i i i guess the thing is when you watch a thing for the podcast you start you start picking it a bit uh critically and in doing that you sort of find a bit more in this movie than um, than you thought. Like to a degree, I, I I found it to be slightly ahead of its time. You know, specifically, he talks to his brother. I said this earlier. He talks to his brother about you know how Christmas is commercial and it's a crock and stuff like that. And I'd say that as the years have gone by, from the eighties coming up to now, that that does seem to be a sort of wider attitude of people. There's a lot less of this, and I might be wrong, I might be being cynical here, but there seems to be a lot less of this Christmas spirit like there used to be it draining away, draining away, I think. Um, and it really, like, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is, that's feels like a modern take on what people are like at Christmas. And um, Yeah, I mean, it's more the most people. depressing thing about all Christmas films, isn't it? Is that, you know, we said it, quite a lot when we did uh when we did Krampus especially last year that how how Christmas films I mean all the good ones are by default just anti-capitalist in their message yeah and it's it's one of the most depressing things when you watch Christmas films just about how that you know th- those messages those themes that we get in our Christmas movies are just so roundly ignored by society as a whole and often ignored by the people who like them the most. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it speaks to something which like, uh, you know, the, the kind of upsets me just about the modern world. I'm 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 not gonna get out of my soapbox in because I've I really could. It's just that people don't seem to just just take in what 
what the you know what the experience and I, it seems to be that you know our entertainment is content now it's not art and i think that's what these christmas films try to that's what they try to tell us in a lot of ways isn't it it's not about you know it's not about the stuff it's about the experience and the people that you share it with and yeah and that yeah it's exactly what this film does just like it's a wonderful life does just like home alone does just like love actually mostly does <laughs> it's to a degree <laughs> yeah and that's what yeah it's yeah, Christmas films exist in this lovely little world while the rest of it outside is just reflecting back in a dirty mirror. Yeah. Sadly, that's true. We've become a very cynical society. Um, it's a bit it, It's a bit sad, really, but, you know. Anyway. That's what Christmas is about. Hope. Hope for the future. <laughs> Or a bit of misery. Well, pick one. You can have that or that. I'd like the hope, I think. Yes. Well, you know, I suppose we're going off a bit here, but, you know, Christmas is like, um, I, you know, I, I, I like it. I like the sort of, you know, we usually have Christmas Day here and then Boxing Day with my mum, with my sister and all that. And everyone comes together and, plays games and have a, have a laugh and all that stuff. And it does does bring that sort of nice, warm Christmas feeling, you know. I mean, usually I'm grumpy about the noise and sit and watch a film, but even so, that's part of the tradition of it. Um, and I, I think I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a bit similar. I, I get grumpy when, you know, stuff starts appearing in shops and, you know, <laughs> You know, people put the Christmas trees up in the middle of December, and people put lights outside in the middle of December, <laughs> middle of November, and, and and I just get you know less and less grumpy about it the closer we get to the day. Yeah, but, yeah. I, again, you know that's that's what what we do for Christmas is you know it's it's about getting together with people and eating and drinking too much, and you know we we don't spend a lot of money and nobody really minds you know that's it that's yeah it's just like spending the time together yeah it is nice it watching is nice. wallace and gromit usually <laughs> it's a time it's certainly a time for kindness um and I, I i love that about it um you know like i think one year i say one year i think it was last year we put together you know like a food hamper for the people who you know don't have anything at christmas but when it got there, it was full, you know, and to a degree, I was annoyed I'd put it together. But to the other degree, I'm like, you know, at least there are a lot of people in, in just in my town who, you know, even if it is just at Christmas, they've gone, you know, other people need things more than I do. So here's, here's some stuff. Um, and that's it's yeah, great. Think- it's great. That is one of the good things about Christmas is it does it does bring out some of the best in people. Uh, it, it's it's kind of that that reminder that we need to be to be good to people, and and unfortunately, I think it feels like Christmas is used as an excuse to be a better person. <laughs> Maybe we need like a, a summer Christmas, you know? 
Yeah, maybe. Just to uh you know, just to, to to give another feel. I also think we need a we need Thanksgiving in this country just to get people to just calm down a bit about Christmas. <laughs> you know, which just give them something else to get excited for after Halloween. You just wind up Yeah, just wind them up with um Black Friday and then Yeah. Oh, I might get on my soapbox now, actually. Um, yeah, we 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 are up there, aren't we? Yeah. Well, um, it was just something that happened the other day, and um, someone was saying to me, "Oh, I feel guilty because this person's posted this thing on their on their um, social medias or whatever." But to me, um, to me, I sort of I was going, "No," but kindness shouldn't be look what I've done. Kindness should be, I've done something good, you know, and they see that everywhere at the moment, like, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done, and you shouldn't, well, it's nice to be nice, you know, and I shouldn't, I wouldn't say, don't do that. What I would say is, if you want to be kind, just be kind to people, don't be kind for likes, and it really, uh, it sort of <laughs> boils my Boils my potatoes? Oh, I suppose. Why not? Uh, oh, lovely roast potatoes at Christmas. Uh, yeah, gone off on a tangent there. But you know we what have, I mean? We're, we're, we're not we even are, talking we about the well film anymore. <laughs> we have Let's bring it back. Like, what, <laughs> what do you make of Bobcat Goldthwait in this? Because I loved him. I really like him in this film. Yeah, yeah. He's not quite doing... Ex- doing well, he is sort of doing his thing, isn't he? Um, but, but yeah, I, I really like this uh, him in this. I like him the little bits that you see when he's sort of slowly going downhill. I really, I think I really like it when Frank comes out of the elevator after having seen the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He gets very confused about the situation, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's really good. He's really great in this. He's one of the characters to really like. Um. You know, as is his secretary, she's one to really like as well. Uh, she really, uh, well, her and our whole family just win me over every time. Uh, yeah, they, they are they are a lovely bunch, aren't they? In this, they are. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. I see. It still bugs me now to think that somebody who's the secretary to the president of the network is he the president of the network or something like that. Or maybe even yes, he is. Yeah, it's so badly paid that sort of annoys me a bit. But I suppose that's the point in it. She's the Cratchit. Um, she's the Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, there was one thing I noticed in this was um, this is the first time I've noticed this joke when he thinks one of the waiters is on fire. You know, and he throws water on him. He says, oh, sorry, I thought you were Richard Pryor. And uh, it's quite dark joke, isn't it? It's very... It, it is, yes. I had, that's the first time I noticed that joke. I was like, oh, that's a bit... Uh, oh, spicy? No, not even spicy. It's just real dark humour, that. Uh, I'm surprised that got through. He must be friends with... Um... Yeah, I don't... I remember them working together. They may have crossed paths on Saturday Night Live. Or yeah, they probably they probably were friends. I can't imagine that he would have dropped that just to just to be mean. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably missing something on the but <laughs> I think I noted that this is um, this was uh, Bill Murray's first proper film after Ghostbusters. It was what four years after Ghostbusters. Um, he did apparently do a little part in um, Little Shop of Horrors, which uh, he kind of drops a bit of at the end of the film, doesn't he? Um, but yeah. I thought I was. I, I was sure he was like prolific, but uh, apparently not. He was had a little break for himself. Uh, that, yeah, that does just. Uh, it, 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 yeah, you kind of think of Bill Murray as being this this huge star of the eighties. Yeah, just having a look at it, he he did. I mean, he did, yeah, he did a few films, but nothing like, yeah, nothing, nothing big. And there's no starring roles, really, was there? This was, I think, this was his first solo starring role. Um, and uh, yeah, he's really, he's really good in this. You know, people say all the time, and it's kind of a phrase I hate, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anyone else doing this. Uh, I. I can't see anyone else doing it. Um, and the reason I hate that phrase is because it's like <laughs> the same reason I'm doing it now. It's like, well, they didn't do it. That's why you can't imagine it. Um, but I feel like I feel like he was perfect. He was perfect for this. This, uh, yeah. I mean, it it it's hard to tell whether it was written for Bill Murray or whether he he came in and styled it around his, his persona, isn't it? But I think he did to that to a degree. I think he did style it around his persona. You know, it was written by Yeah. But it, it it's because it's you know the the character is you know it's so close to to Groundhog Day, isn't it? And you know uh Peter Venkman and uh his, his character in the Kingpin as well I think was was quite a bit of it there and yeah, so, Bill Murray doing Bill Murray, you know. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, this film is is basically. What if Bill Murray was Scrooge? Weren't it? You know. That's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's it works. Him. It's yeah. fun. It's funny. It's poignant. It does everything you want. It ticks off all the boxes. And I would say that that final bit when he's doing his thing does what it's supposed to do. It lifts your spirits. Um seeing all the people watching him around, around, you know, all the people cheering and singing along. It does what it's supposed to do. You come away from that film feeling Christmassy, or I, or I do, I don't know about you, but um, it, it does a good job of being, of giving you Christmas spirit. Uh, you agree with that? or would you? I certainly do, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> yeah. I feel just like a Muppet in the other best version of this story. Yeah. Yeah. It has been done a lot, hasn't it? Oh, uh, it's like so many times. Like, Yeah. I, I remember my grandma used to have a video of the Black Adder one. Oh, I like that one. I watched it. I've not seen that in, yeah. God knows how long. That's a slightly different twist, though, isn't he? He's too nice, so they turn him mean. <laughs> they turn him into a black adder. Quite funny. Uh, 
That's why I want. I think, uh, yeah, I think I, I was too young for it when she uh, when we watched it with her on video. Uh, I think I only wanted to watch it because it had Mr. Bean in. This has got Mr. Bean in. He's not Mr. Yeah. Bean in it, though. Well, so what? Put it on. <laughs> no, but I, six-year-old me could uh, could was easily confused that way. Yes, same as me. Six-year-old me was well, I was constantly confused. Uh, I don't even remember what I was like at that age. An idiot. Most kids are, aren't they? Most kids are stupid, running around the meadow, picking up lots of forget-me-nots. That's a Frank Sinatra song, right? What's God? I think uh, I think we need to back it on the head now because we're we're, uh, <laughs> we're 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 going full Christmas madness. We're full of Christmas cheer. We've got we've been on our soapboxes more than we expected to. Um, we've talked about the film much less than we expected to. I think. Yeah, this has run longer than we expected to. It's supposed to be a lovely, quick Christmas Eve bonus episode for you. But you know what? We love it. This is this will be your best Christmas present this year. I guarantee yeah, it. We Probably just can't not. control ourselves. No, we can't. We're awesome. We are awesome. Are we? Yes. No, we'll leave that for the listeners to say by giving us five star reviews and all that. No, no all the usual stuff that we put in an intro, but we've not done it this time because it's Christmas. Yeah, no, no Christmas intro for you, lots. No, you've, you've. This is your Christmas bonus. It's better than a hundred pound yeah. in your wage po- pocket packet. And the wage packets. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this is yeah. This is our our last episode of the year, isn't it? Yep. We'll be back. We're, we're, in January. Th- this is instead of your Thursday episode because we wanted it for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna gonna come back in the new year with some. Let me tell you. We'll, we'll go back back. To I think we'll we'll have sufficiently recovered by then. We'll be back on the 11th of January with Eyes Without a Face. Very, yeah, you go. Wow. Check us out. I, <laughs> I didn't know we were that organized. There we are. <laughs> and then we'll, on the 18th of January, unless we have another guest lined up, we'll be doing When Evil Works because we said that on the last one, didn't we? We did. We did. Oh, that, that. That reminds me. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about this film just before we go: Did it wind you up a little bit when you saw the the movie that we that we that we didn't remember the one with uh, Lee Majors in it? The night the rain did died. Yeah, it came on. I was like, it it didn't it did at the time, <laughs> but yeah, I think I was just looking forward to seeing it, knowing the how good the joke is. You've been a real just, good just how nicely it works. Yeah. Right, uh, let's go then. You've got your- yeah. So, so Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have a, a restful and uh, and and joyful uh, holiday period, whatever you do, however you choose to celebrate. Yeah, whoever you see, just yeah, have a good time. Look after yourselves, and uh, much love from us here. Yeah, you've got your sandwich now. Piss off. Yeah. <laughs>